What a combination. The world's worst NASCAR podcast covering the world's worst NASCAR race. That was so bad. Well, what did you think about it, Green? Texas sucks. Like we said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Right Sides Only, your least favorite NASCAR podcast. Coincidentally, our least favorite as well. Yeah. I would say of all the podcasts, we are probably the worst one. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I don't even listen to this podcast. Except for the three Except hours. For the three hours it takes me to edit these, and it and even then it doesn't sound any good. No amount of editing magic can fix your this absolute voice. train wreck. <laughs> All-star race. Can you even call it that? The all-star race? It it, it definitely raised some uh, attention and drama. I, I have, I'm have i trying to think of something to say, but there's just I have nothing to say about it. It's like, bad. You know, I think SMI should make a serious investment. Bulldozers and dynamite and uh, maybe a nuclear bomb just to go ahead and get rid of it, level it. Um, I apologize to anyone within like a what? 50 mile radius that that would affect probably make half of Texas inhabitable it would all be for the better good because the speedway would be gone and what's painful about it is it used to be good yeah it did used to be good and the market is good the market they need we need to have a race there now that I've just said that we need to make the place inhabitable yes I need to come back and say we actually do need that place we need the we need the market we don't need the track you know what we need to do with the track destroy it complete remake and then say hey everybody go to coda we already have coda that's not part of the conversation Tell, send everybody to coda no it's a that's a different thing i know it is but i like we coda. need to have an oval race in texas i i believe and texas is so big you need to have two races in texas that's a big state it is texas is absolutely huge <laughs> yeah that's like how many of our states like at the size of like four states, yeah. four or five states, yeah. Yeah. To me, this this just needs to be tore up. Make a mile track. Make a half Make it mile into track. a short track. We need another short track. I Let's have a don't Texas want track. to say that immediately for the reason of what this car is looking like. Ooh. Because if it is more than a gear ratio and a tire. We don't want to be stuck with Texas going from a crappy mile and a half to a crappy short track. That's a fair point. I, so, I, yeah, that's a fair point. I, I think they'll me, get the short track issues figured out. I bet they have plans. But in I'm their just mind. saying, like, yeah, if something happens to Auto Club and Auto Club gets scrapped and made into a short track, and Texas remains the same, then there will be an actual problem. So, but here's the thing: if you, I think that they have plans in their mind of different ways they can renovate that track different ways they can redo that track because while yes marcus smith is still saying positive things about the track that's his job you don't go out and say hey my track is terrible do you want to buy a ticket you don't do that (laughs) that's not gonna work if you want to waste an afternoon come on down to texas motor speedway yeah he's not gonna say that and He's like, I'm sure the people there had a good time, and they probably did because they're at a racetrack. It's kind of hard to, yeah. You and me go to a racetrack every week, and sometimes some the races are snooze fests, but we still have a good time being there. Just simply being at the racetrack. I would rather be there than not be there. That's the thing. So, 
While I do not doubt those people had a good time, I also know that he can't be completely oblivious to the fact that it's bad right now. It's really bad. <laughs> a bad day at the racetrack's better than a good day at work. Exactly. <laughs> but they've got to have those plans going on. It's not they're not oblivious to it. And I think what they're doing, instead of just jumping in on it, they're looking at what this car does and what this car is good at. Because Texas Motor Speedway has enough bad publicity next to its name. I think they want to see how Bristol goes. Gateway's coming up in a couple weeks. See how that goes. Just let's see how these shorter ovals go. And if they do that, they can make this an experience around it. We've seen, we saw the original plans for Atlanta. Yep. Before they did what they did, they were talking about taking it back to the old Atlanta, kind of like what Homestead is. And then you had like, I can't remember if there's roller coasters, but there's like Ferris wheel and that would be kind of dope. You have a roller coaster that goes over the track. It'd be great until someone's phone fall, flies yeah, out of their hands and crashes into Blaney's a windshield. Thirty-six car pileup. <laughs> okay, with Bubba Wallace's luck, it would be Bubba Wallace that would have something fly yep. out of a roller coaster because d- dude cannot catch a break. Even nope. in the All Star race, dude can't catch a break. Nope. I don't. I, I feel so bad for him, dude. It's bad. It's bad. Twenty-three eleven's got a problem. If they reconfigure that to a mile or a half mile, if it works, they can make that a whole experience. Of course. And while I've been, we've talked about this, I've been a fan of make the race the experience. We shouldn't need all this other stuff. I also understand that a lot of people like the other stuff. I don't really like going to concerts that much. That's just something, that's not something I prefer to do. But I'm very much in the minority in that, it sounds like. Having a concert there is awesome. That's cool. Whatever. Well, it's it, just added value. Yeah. It's just perceived added value. It's either I can buy a ticket that does one thing, and I get one thing, or I can buy a ticket for one thing that comes with extra extra stuff I can do. Yeah. You know, and that's always going to add you know perceived value for people, and that might not be what you like, but there will be people that that will appeal to. Yeah. So like anything else in life, you know. I think I think they are kind of sitting back seeing how the car does wear, seeing what fixes NASCAR makes to like the Martinsville debacle and all that kind of stuff, and I feel like that's the right call. Doing something right now, they've done that 3 or 4 times and it hasn't worked with Texas. There have been 3 or 4 repaves that had to have modifications before the next race at that track. So instead of guessing again and going for it, See what's going to work. So let's actually talk a little bit about the All-Star Race as a concept. I think that's where I would be wanting to make different decisions. Me too. And how it's done. Uh, We talked about, I talked about this a little bit in the chat with uh, the boys from LTC, Left Turn Cult, Cody, Dalton, all those guys. If you don't listen to them, uh, make sure to go over there and and, uh, listen to them. Um, I'm usually down in the comments saying something incredibly stupid. So be on the lookout for that. But um was just is character. just is just doing other things. Instead of it just being a regular race, you know, we use the word gimmick a lot. And that was yeah. what was used in that thing is different just things that you could never do in a race. You know, like a, a concept was move the all star race back to Charlotte and then have them run the Roval for a stage and then run the oval for a stage. And then run the Roval for a stage or something like that. Just well, something just wild. And in obviously that would not be really doable. No. Something that was mentioned, it was actually the tweet you're talking about. They said Roval first stage, Oval first stage, and then take them across the street to the dirt track. 
That would be wild. Charlotte yeah. has a dirt track. It does, yeah. You could run. It's a short dirt track. I'm 90% sure it's like per, really short. Mm-hmm. What was the most amount of cars we had on that track during like the night? 24. 20-something? Yeah, I think something like that. You could fit that there. You could fit it at Bowman Gray. You could fit that at Hickory. You could fit that at South Boston. Five Flags, New Smyrna, Wall Stadium. Well, even even other even other ideas. Uh, I'm a big fan of all these other crazy ideas of, you know, make it where it's not just an oval race or something. You know, like that's a ba- that's a poor way of phrasing it. Make it where it's <laughs> make it where it's not just a regular race. Yeah, you know, it's like the All Star race at the end of it is just a regular race. Here's my thought. I haven't finished my thought. Fine. Now you be quiet. So a couple options that were proposed, and then one option that I really like is. Put them all in Legends cars and make them run the little Legends track. That's pretty cool, actually. I like that. Or something. Or I saw one where it was you get all of the the crew chiefs, the TV personalities, whatever. You put them in Legends and they run the Legends track, and then you have all the drivers do the commentating. That was a good idea. But <laughs> my personal favorite idea of what would be awesome, and you do this at like like a Bristol or like some small track that isn't Texas and isn't ridiculous. Basically, no holes barred except for certain safety guidelines. Run a rung what you brung. Yeah. If you show up (laughs) in a 1997 NASCAR like Craftsman truck, you can run that. If you show up in, if you want to run a next-gen car, run your next-gen car. Okay, maybe we'll say no next-gen car. If you bring a COT, run a COT. If you bring a late model, run a late model. Just just something just wild. Yeah. Make it where it's like, dude, you will never, ever be able to see what is about to happen right now again. Yeah. You have to watch this. So here's what go I Go grab think. an indie light. <laughs> here's what I think. Let's go. Let's start planning years in advance. And you'll see why I'm saying this in a minute. Let's see. It's 2022 right now. This year, we would make a decision on where our 2025 All-Star Race would go. Take it to short tracks that are local, have no right to hold a NASCAR race. You know, make it a local roots thing. Get the community around it. How many racetracks do we go that are local that could use a lot of renovations? A lot. A lot of them, in, in theory, yeah. A lot of them are a little rough. And here's the thing. They... They struggle for money because that's the thing. Racing is such a business that is hard to make money in. A friend of mine told me, he was like, you know how you make a small fortune in racing? You start with a big fortune, and you lose your way down to a small fortune. What was the, what was the thing? Is like how to start a small business, start a big business, and then wait. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just a matter of this would be a help to these tracks. Plan years ahead. The track you announce... And then fund the renovation. Say, hey, these are the requirements you got to have by 2025 for us to come. Give them the money for those renovations. And then they have a nicer facility. They've ran the all-star race, got that public attention at the end of it. Go to South Boston 2025. Go to Hickory 2026. Go to Slinger 2027. Go to Greenville Pickens. Just go to... Short tracks that are the roots of your series. All these tracks have NASCAR on their signs. The NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series. It costs a lot of money to have that sticker also. It does. I've heard it, it I've heard it takes it costs a lot of money to be one of those NASCAR 
it does. Auto parts and I, I, I've got my opinion on that. I'm holding it in because I don't know the <laughs> details of that. I'd like to learn that and kind of. I, I want the relationship between NASCAR and short tracks to be healthy. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, how do you get people at NASCAR events? They get brought to short track events. I would disagree. I would say it's the other way around. I would say that people get exposed to NASCAR, and they're like, oh, racing's cool. And then they're like, well, is there a track near me? Well, I don't live near Charlotte or Bristol or whatever, but I live near Greenville Pickens. I live near Greenville. That's a racetrack. I'm going to go see that. Yeah. So it kind of goes and back into the concept of, of rising tide floats all boats. Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes both ways because I've also um, taken a guy to a short track before, and I'd be like, you should see the real guys do it. You know, yeah. and wow, well, short track guys aren't the real guys. Well, I mean, you wow. know what I mean. Wow, Green. You okay. know exactly what I mean. I think they are. I think a lot of if you put all the NASCAR drivers in late models, I have a good feeling like half of them get beat by a bunch of short track guys. Yeah, because they don't run late models every day. You have to keep car. that in mind. It's all about <laughs> what you're used to. Yeah, it's a stock car. Uh, that's very scraping the bottom of the barrel of relevancy. Ah. Those are nothing alike. Okay, they got a lot of similarities. Let's just get back drive. to the all. Let's get maybe back not to the, the next race. gen today, but let's anyways, anyways, get back to the all. But take race. the all star race to these local tracks, and that gives them a boost of income from them one having a nicer facility. That's that's like night and day. I remember going to a track last year. I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to speak ill and be thinking of the wrong one or something. But we went to a track. And we looked around, and grandstands were literally taped off. It looked old, decrepit, and sketchy. And Not the you way just bring your family. No. And to me, it's like, you know, this is not a place that someone in my age demographic would go, yeah, let's go yeah, there. let's go hang out on the broken bleachers. Yeah, that's not something. Uh, we were talking, I was like, if we they made this place cool looking, just a little bit made it look cool, made it look like you're not going to die. Yeah. Because while the last generation would have been like, hey, watch this, we're not like that. Yeah, not, not as much, yeah. If they would just make it look like you're going to survive and make it look cool, that place would Ball. attract the younger audience like nobody's business. So I think if NASCAR can just take the all-star race to these short tracks, throw some money at them, and at the end of the at the end of the event, they have a nicer facility, and they've been on national television. That's, That's a fair point. I don't. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of that idea, just because it's just not like what I would choose. But I understand your reasoning behind it. Yeah, I so. mean, to me, it helps everything. Because now, here's the thing: it all depends on how this next gen car ends up doing at short tracks. If it keeps being messed up, then we could have a problem. Um, but I feel like with a couple changes, it can be good. Um, I would really hate for stock car racing's top level to no longer be good at short tracks because that's the roots of stock car racing, you know? I would really hate to see that. But if nothing else, if you wanted to throw them in late models for that race, you could. You know what I mean? I just I want to see our short tracks giving a national stage because I feel like if they were, the atmosphere at short tracks way different. Let's get back to what we saw at Texas. So what do we want to lead in here? I think I think we should start with ratings. Let's go through with that, and then we can kind of break it down a little bit further. Yeah. 
So the uh, TV ratings were not great. Not terrible, but not great. Um, they had a 1.38 rating, 2.481 million viewers. That's down from 2.735 million last year. Um, in the 18 to 49 demographic, 545,000 were watching. Um, in comparison, in that age demographic, F1 got 546,000 for this week. Um, so they were even this week, which to me is not a plus for NASCAR. Because no, they not had this week. they had better time slot, I'm sure. Dude, I th I really think that the reason those numbers are down is because it was at Texas. I w well, it's like if every week <laughs> that we go to this place is boring, and we're going to the place that you know is going to be boring, why would you watch? It, I barely watched any of it. I I'm watched a, like midway through a little bit, and then I turned it back off, and then I watched it at the end. You know what hurts my heart? What would that be? We have a 500-mile Texas race this It's going to be awful. That is going to be awful. I would like to officially make a statement on behalf of me, Turnpike, of Right Side Talk. We will be taking vacation that week. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my thing, and I've talked to you about this before, and I think you agreed with me a little bit, and I want to put this out there, is businesses that are in the business of making money, which most of them are, but you know a lot of them will do other things, but if they're main goal and only purpose is money and they could care less about their product the only way you're going to get them to listen to what you have to say is when you hit them in the wallet so I'm saying if we hate Texas so bad and we want it to change why are we giving them what is necessarily our vote by watching that race yeah so I'm a big fan of vote with your wallet yeah. of course you can't in this situation because it's on TV so don't watch. Yeah. I would like to officially put that out there. And I'm I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it when it gets close to time. If we want Texas to change, the only thing we can do is not watch that. Turn race. off the TV. Turn off the TV. Don't watch. Yeah. Do not give them that whatever ad revenue that your view of that would take. Yeah. I don't know if it's a couple cents probably, maybe less than a cent or whatever. But if we get I mean, just stand up for it. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying if you did not enjoy this race, don't watch when it comes back to Texas. Yeah. Vote with your wallet. I will say the 2.4 million people that did watch it saw a pretty interesting ending to the race. I'm heated. <laughs> so NASCAR, for the All-Star race, implemented a special rule. At any other race... White flag comes out, the next flag ends it. If you have a yellow flag when the leader's on the backstretch, the field is frozen, the race is over. The leader on the backstretch is the winner. There's no green-white checkered, it's done. For the all-star race, it must end under green. Which means if there's a yellow flag with one to go, doesn't matter, rack them up. We're doing it again. Start with two to go. This... Like I said, this is a rule that's only for the All Star race. Takes the yellow flag or takes the white flag. Does about ninety eight percent of the lap, and within a second of him getting to the finish line, yellow flag comes out. Why does the yellow flag come out? The forty seven car touched the wall. Grazed it. I don't. That is. So I think in my heart it's of egregious. hearts, if they saw someone trip and fall in the stands, they would have thrown a yellow flag. <laughs> <laughs> they were 
like you know that the, everybody was looking and for here's anything the thing. to throw a yellow. Here's the thing. Up until turn three, I don't blame them because that's a rule they get to use. The Dale Jr. Download had a really good conversation about how the tide has kind of turned from being a let's keep it green as much as we can to let's throw as many yellows as we can. And up until turn three, I don't care. That's fine. If there's a legitimate reason that you could be like, oh, that's a safety risk, that's fine. He was within 100 feet of the start-finish line. The 47 had already been passed by the cars behind him. It's they're, they're, They were just looking for it. Yeah. Their only goal was to throw a yellow in that situation. Because it meant they got to rack him up and do it again. They had the ability to end our suffering, and they didn't. And they chose to extend it. <laughs> you know what people want more of this race? More race. <laughs> Woo! More Texas. Now that's what they thought that people would be like. Oh, we get to do it again? Heck yeah, dude! Let's let's watch. It's gonna be so. Dude, I felt so bad for Ryan Blaney, and we'll talk about the win on that in a second. But imagine, imagine if something had happened and they restarted this race, and he lost the race, and a caution coming out two seconds before you caught cross the line cost you a million dollars for a dumb. It's not even a good yellow. It cost you a million dollars. That would have been a one million dollar caution. That is absurd. Which, if most of the time you have to go to Daytona or Talladega to get yeah. a $1 million yeah, costume. Another thing working against Ryan Blaney is he thought the race was over. He Which said, he, oh, he has every I right crossed to the line. That. I have won the million dollars. I now have money. And he thought the race was over. I mean, as simple as that. So he took his window net down. Then NASCAR jumped off the top rope and suplexed Ryan Blaney with a caution. <laughs> and they're like, actually, uh, the race is not over. Do it again. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but those window nets are not necessarily the easiest thing to get up there. As in, they usually take two people outside the car. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know. <laughs> There's no way he could have gotten that up by himself. And he didn't. What? He like had it like wedged in there or something. Yeah, it was technically up. Technically. <laughs> technically. Gosh. According to the state of the window net, a window net exists in two states, up and down. It was more up than it was down. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really didn't think there was a way to like make this complicated, but it is. <laughs> it's like an oven. An oven, you like people are like, "Oh, go preheat the oven." You cannot preheat an oven. An oven exists in two states of existence, heated or unheated. You cannot preheat an oven. So, like, a window net can either be up or down, and it was up. It may not have been attached, but the state that it was in was up. Yeah. And I'm just saying that if they would have been like, no, you have to go down pit road and lose your spot and lose your million dollars that we just took away from you, I would have actually, like, McFrickin' lost So here's the here's the difficult thing with that. Technically, the rule was in place for the yellow to be legitimate because, like I said, it's an all-star race rule. has to end under green. The other thing, technically, I don't know if it's in the rule book or if they've just asked the drivers this, but they have been the drivers have been told in the past to keep their window nets up until they get on pit road. No one does that. I know they don't, but they've been asked, and I don't know if it's in the rule book or if it's just a, hey, guys, y'all y'all need to do this. 
So technically, if NASCAR did it, they would be holding up their rules. They brought this up on the on the in the TV deal, but they did mention that that rule and a lot of other rules end with in case of like in case of rare circumstance. You know, like there is rules that are like this is the rule, but under certain you know if, you know occasions, this rule can be bypassed. And I feel like that would have been the one place where it would have been like, yes, bypass that rule. This was a wacky, fluky situation. You can come put it up or whatever. Also, I think it's funny that the window has to be up. I know it's for small debris, but like if there's if Joey Logano comes crashing through your driver's side window, that net's not going to help. Yeah. So <laughs> I just think it's funny, but they eventually did give him the go with the window net half up, half down, kind of, not fully secured, um, which I think was kind of the right call in that situation. Yeah. Because I think that after the yellow flag, I think they knew that if they were like, no, Ryan Blaney has to come have it attached and go to the rear of the field. Yeah. it would, And that place would have come, un- like, unglued. That would have been way worse than just being like, sure, do it. Yeah, and they came down, they fessed up saying the caution shouldn't have happened. So. Yeah. You know who else knew that the caution shouldn't have happened? Everyone else. Everyone else. But we actually got a, yeah, we were wrong from NASCAR. When's the last time that's happened? I don't know. I don't remember the last time. They don't say they they're wrong. They usually are pretty hard-nosed in there. We made the decision. Deal with it. This is why. I just think it's funny that somebody brought it up. It's like we're at Daytona in the truck race or wherever that was. I don't remember. But somebody was, like, crashed in on the back stretch for, like, two laps before they threw the yellow. You remember that? Yeah. Whoever that was is, like, Johnny Sauter or somebody that was, like, yeah. On the back stretch, like wrecked for like two laps. No Just caution. Watching everybody fly no by. No caution. And then like, oh hey, Ricky Stenhouse touched the wall. Ah, better <laughs> put that thing out. Yeah. For real. I just don't understand the incapability of having any sort of consistency. Yeah. So let's go ahead and let's actually rate the All Star race. Before we get any further. Seven. Let's go ahead and wow. <laughs> let's go ahead and rate the race. <laughs> I think giving it a seven. Like seven out of ten, or like no, out of a hundred. <laughs> seven out of a hundred. Seven percent. Is that your actual rating? I'm going with it. I'm gonna give it a twelve percent. Twelve for Ryan Blaney. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives it a nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's about on par with the Gluck poll, though. <laughs> yeah, eleven percent. And so I saw this thing, Gluck, like he had that 11% yes. And then everyone was like, who the heck is the 11%? And one guy was like, I liked it, but the yellow flag at the end ruined it because he's like, it was so impossible to pass. Pit strategy was good. Okay. okay I found it. Okay. I but, found it. So Gary Walton said, I clicked the yes because I thought pit and tire strategy made it interesting um, since passing was impossible. <laughs> the opinion that the yellow la- flag on the last lap was ludicrous and ruined the race. Uh, number two, first time I ever voted yes only because of the winner, because I knew I was lying when I did it. I accidentally hit yes. Please let the record reflect. And the fourth one was, I was smoking weed, so that probably helped in my enjoyment levels. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... It's still at 11% yes. <sighs> 33,000 votes. That's bad. It's so very bad. Whew, that one is... Uh, by a considerable margin, the worst voted race of the year. Especially for us. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't think we. I don't think that will be the lowest rating in the history of right sides only for We're now and for the foreseeable future. <laughs> We're in single digits. Yeah, baby. Gosh, that was so bad. Everything's bigger in Texas, even the disappointment. So RSO picks. You picked terribly again, but it's okay. But so did you on yeah. accident? Yeah. I I got lucky. I was looking good till I was flying. <laughs> You were looking good until your car almost flipped over. Yeah, <laughs> that was a problem. <laughs> Fun fact about cars, they only work when all four wheels are on the ground. Yeah, so that was a little rough. But For the record, I picked Kyle Larson and he picked Ross Chastain. Yeah, I, I went for a little rocket ship. I trip. did DNF first, though. So you do technically still win. I did win. It was literally 22nd for me, 24th for you. Um, just an update on <laughs> no, our standings. So basically nothing. Yeah. But you got like four points or something like that. Well, technically we got like 20 points each because it's still reflecting off of 40th. Oh, yeah. I, see. I just literally go by 40th to first, five-point bonus for first. For the record, that brings our a total for the season so far. I'm ahead at 375. You have 302. That's a 73-point deficit. I'm still in it. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I can Put still me race. In co- Tis but a scratch. <laughs> I'm I'm only down by an inconceivable amount of points. Does that car in the Cars movie have a name? Which one? The one that yells that line. Put me back in. I can still race. That black one, the 28. Oh, probably, yeah. I uh, want to know uh, if he has a name. Davy Allison car. That, yeah. Gosh. But, so... I'm I'm retaining my lead right now. Also, speaking of Davy Allison car, if there was a car that was like so brutally wrecked that it couldn't race, and there was one guy saying, "Put me back in, I can still race," it would 100% be Davy Allison. Well, you remember Dale flipping, yeah, getting out, looking at the car, and be like, "Hold on a minute, I'm getting back in. I can, I can, I can run it." Yep. <laughs> and he did. Yep. He kept going. Yeah, different times. All right. Yeah, that's so. That is uh, abysmal rating. Yeah, it's you're very rough. welcome, Texas Motor Speedway. It's rough. We'll see you in a couple months. So, this week is a very special week. Coca-Cola 600 week. No, no, it's not just the Coca-Cola 600 week. It's the World 600. Be quiet. This Sunday is like the Christmas for motorsports fans. Yeah, it's a big one. We have the Monaco Grand Prix. The most boring of the three. The Indy 500. That one's pretty and good. And the Coke 600. That's the best one. There are two races this weekend I am really looking forward to, and the other one is in Charlotte. Ooh. You did didn't not think just I was say going that. there, did you? I thought you were going to say Indy. But no, I am pumped for Indy. I have I'm, been I'm, getting into IndyCar like crazy. Like, I was my into excitement, it last year, my, but I am so hyped. My excitement right now is Coke 600, pretty excited, especially with the car. Indy 500 is just Indy 500. Monaco is kind of irrelevant to me. Uh, Indy 500 is the biggest race in America. So, yeah. like, I am pumped for the Indy 500. Yeah. But They've been setting – I think they set the fastest pole speed ever. Yeah, and Jimmy Johnson is doing good. Who would have thought that the guy that won seven titles on ovals would be good at ovals? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Who would have ever have thunk it? I'm very excited – I'm really hoping that the all three races are great. Um, my my guy, Charles Leclerc, has a habit of crashing in Monaco every year because that's where he's from. Yeah. He is Montanasque. I don't know how you say that. 
He's from Monaco is what I'm trying to say. And every year he has some a sort monachite. of... Monachite. Monachite. <laughs> he's a Monachian. Um, so every year he has a bad habit of crashing in Monaco. So um, his first year at Ferrari, I think, uh, he started in the back and he was attempting to Superman drive his way to the front. Yeah. And got over aggressive and wrecked. Nice. And then last year... Because you can't pass there. It's hard. And then last year... He uh, had the provisional pole and then uh, bend his car, causing a red flag, and then ending qualifying. So he was on pole for his home race, and uh, on the formation lap, his gearbox went out because <laughs> they didn't get it fixed. Nice. So he had to retire before the race started. And so he's already gotten his wreck at Monaco out of the way for this year. Because they had, they always do a race where they get these old classic Formula One cars out and they race them. Yeah. It is super cool. I wish NASCAR would do something like that. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte Claire was in Nicky Lauda, one of his Ferraris. Like, Nicky Lauda is like one of the most revered Formula One drivers of all time. And so he's in Nicky Lauda's car and he wrecked it. Yeah. <laughs> he wrecked Nicky Lauda's car. <sighs> so on the, on the, Downside, you have essentially destroyed a priceless artifact of Formula One history. On the upside, you've already got your wreck at your home race out of the way. <laughs> so uh, let's he's go. Totally going to wreck again. Yeah, he, I, I'm sure he will. It's but, it's just cursed for him. So, so I'm hoping it'll be good. I do want to start a little bit of a debate that we've kind of talked about before. Coca-Cola 600. The 600 reflects the amount of hours it takes to finish the race. It's so long, dude. We were there. Are we okay with that? Me and my friend Eli were there last year, and it didn't feel that long when you were there. Well, yeah, because it's a good time. Because you're at a racetrack, and there's cars. But It's awesome. Last year was kind of a stinker of a race, too. Yeah. like And like not in like a bad way, but like Kyle Larson, like nobody was close. Nobody was close. Yeah. And it was a Hendrick... You know, that was when they broke the record. And I think they were one, two, four, five with yeah. Kyle Bush in third. That was just absolute dominance. So um but I had a good time being at the racetrack. Charlotte is a great facility, great place to go watch a race. Yeah. I really want to get down to see a Roval race. Dude, it's but a good time. I saw an Xfinity one there. It is quite a long race. How do we feel about it being six hundred? I don't like it, per se. Now, of course, I understand it's like one of the crown jewel races of NASCAR. Because, Well, I think it's kind of lost its luster a little bit, kind of like the Brickyard has. Of course, this year is completely sold out, which is awesome. But I'm is just it? not... I'm just That's awesome. Yes, it's sold out. Um, and it was very full last year. People were like, yeah, look, nobody's at the... Uh, dude, I was there. It was packed. It was packed last That's year. People awesome. were like, there's nobody at the Charlotte race. Look, NASCAR's dead. Like, I can't move. There's so many people. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. We are sardines. <laughs> we are sardines in here, bro. And uh had a great time though. But I just I just I just don't know. It's interesting. I love it. Because I'm all good and here's the I, we need to make a lot of the races during the season shorter. I agree. Make some of the five hundreds, four hundreds, make some of the four hundreds three fifty. Especially with the amount of cautions we're getting with this new car. I agree. It's putting on good racing. It's bringing out yellows. Shorten the race a little bit. Totally get it. There are a few events that I want to never change. 
the distance-wise. Daytona 500, Coke 600, Southern 500, Bristol Night Race. Those, to me, are the crown jewels now. Say what you will. I think Bristol Night's a crown jewel. I No, I still agree with that, but I'm just saying that, like, for a crown Coke, jewel... Coke 600 has not lost its luster. I don't know where for you're me, getting I, For me, it has. Um, for me, a crown jewel is supposed to be, like, a big deal. Yeah. So, when I think Indy me, 500... Coke 600 is the second biggest deal in the NASCAR season. See, I, I guess, to me, it just doesn't feel that way. And, of course, like, I'm sure that I'm in the minority of that, and that's fine. Like, mm. if everyone loves it and I'm just a fuddy-duddy, that's even better, because I would love for people to just adore Be all that over race. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not saying I don't want people to enjoy it. If the Coke 600 is your favorite race of the year, that is awesome. I hope that you have a fantastic race on Sunday. What my thing is, is do I feel the hype around an event? You know, do I feel like this is going to be important? Yeah. Indy 500, absolutely. Indy 500 feels like a crown jewel event. It yeah. feels like the biggest race in America, because it is. Yeah. It is the premier racing event in America. The Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. That is a big event. I feel excitement. I cannot wait to see that race. Coke 600 just feels like another race to me. Yeah. You know what I think would be interesting? Now, this is a total, like, out of left field thing. But I feel like if NASCAR ever went back to a regular points format, which they should, let's all be clear, they should do that. I think a way to keep these crown jewels alive and well, don't do double points, but give bigger incentives point wise for these events. I think if they would brought if they would come out and be like, Hey Double points is a this lot. This is they came out and were like, Hey, this is the purse for this race and they made it like stupid. Stupid money. You know. The one part about the All Star race that gets me excited is I'm like invested to see who's gonna walk away with a million dollars. You wanna know the truth? Of course, they don't walk away with the whole million dollars. Well, do you want to know the truth? Yes. That is less than most of the Cup Series. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's, that's a that, very small. That's a tangible number that you can be like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I'm you get invested in that, and it makes it feel important to you. Yeah. Like, I talked about this earlier with the Bahrain Grand Prix that started off the Formula One season and the Daytona 500. I was more excited than for Bahrain than I was the Daytona 500. Yeah. Partially because it was, you know, the beginning of Formula One, and I hadn't been watching, you know, Speed Weeks, whatever. Like, you know, I was at Daytona, so, like, I'm kind of there in it, so you yeah. don't see the grander scale of stuff. But I just felt more excited for that, and I think that NASCAR, one thing they should really get working on, if that makes any sense, is making these events feel big. Yeah. Feel excitement. Feel huge. Like they do for an Indy 500, and they do for the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. You know, th this should be on the same level as those two, but I'm not nearly as excited about it. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just pumped for Indy 500, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was I was telling him I was hot lapping Indy on Forza with a controller, which might have been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. But I am so excited. I'm really hoping – I'm a big Herda and New Garden guy, so I'm really hoping that one of those guys walks away with Indy 500. Yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be a fun weekend to see play out for sure. So let's go on to RSO picks. Make our picks for the Coca-Cola 600, previously known as the World 600 Crown Jewel in the sport. Turnpike, you lost again. 
kind of expected it, but I wasn't going to say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you got for the Coke 600? They were good last year. I think they'll be good again this year. Of course, I can't pick any of the other guys that were good last year because I've already picked them all. I will take William Byron. Give me Willie B. Willie, you know, Hendrick was like one, two, three, or one, two, four, five, or one, two, three, five um, last year. I've picked all the other Hendrick guys, so uh, give me William Byron. Ben, probably their best driver this year. I'm glad you didn't take my guy. I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. I've already picked him. I can't pick him. I did pick him, but I picked him last week. Yeah, you can do whatever. Oh, yeah, you did already pick him. But that is going to be a good battle. I feel like they're both going to be really competitive. So it's going to be a matter of when your guy wrecks because that's kind of what happens is your guy wrecks. And now I've cursed my Indy 500 guys by mentioning him on this podcast. Exactly. You, you're done. You're done. Everyone you want to win is going to lose very badly. Quick bit of news we want to react to as well. Trackhouse announces Project 91. It's going to be a Cup Series entry for worldwide motorsport stars to kind of jump in and make laps in. What do you think about this? I know you've got a better kind of scope of motor world motorsports while yeah. I kind of scope in on NASCAR quite a bit. What What's your thoughts on this? I am pumped for it, um, especially as Trackhouse continues to improve because let's say if... BJ McLeod did something like this, like Live Fast Motorsports. We're like, hey, we're looking for international drivers to come run a NASCAR race. Very few drivers would give it the time of day because they it's suck. a backmarker team. Yeah. As Trackhouse continues to get better and better and better, and that becomes a competitive ride, it's not like, hey, come run 40th. It's if you come and run a race with us, you might have a chance to win the thing. The car is not going to be a problem. The car will not be the problem. <laughs> so I am very excited to see prospects of who could possibly take this. Um, cause to be fair and like, of course, not everybody feels this way. I think it's a kind of a vocal minority of people. Yeah. That in the world scheme of motorsports, NASCAR is kind of painted as a joke. It's yeah. a sport for rednecks and fat people. That's how they imagine NASCAR drivers, and they think it's it's a laughable. Tony motorsport. Stewart didn't help that <laughs> in the last couple of years of his career. Yeah. They just always find, like, a picture of, like, Mike Harmon and pass it around. And it's like, dude, like, Mike Harmon's a great guy. Like, don't be, like, you know. You're going to be sharing pictures like that. You better be ready to meet him at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> meet me in the Applebee's parking lot. No, I love I love Mark, Mike Harmon. He's, he's, a, he's a good dude. Did you hear what he got in trouble for last year? What? Driving his Xfinity yeah, car. Yeah, he drove it in, like, a show something. No, 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 not that. He drove it on the main road down to the uh, dyno. <laughs> really? And got pulled over. <laughs> that is ins- I love that, though. That is, like, the best way to get pulled over. <laughs> like, you ever seen those people that, like, they open uh, a garage? License and uh, registration. <laughs> I got your registration right here. Fire it up. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> people that, like, own, like, old NASCAR cup cars. Like, Well, I'm at Cletus McFarlane with yeah, his truck. Yeah, yeah. It would be, like, one of those things that, like... If I own like an old Jeff Gordon 24 car, you bet your darn tootin' I will pay whatever fine it takes for me to rip that thing down the interstate just <laughs> once. Just once. Just Oh, that's great. Could you imagine like you're just driving home from work and you hear like this ridiculously loud car from over the hill? Yeah. And you crest the hill and it's like <laughs> it's like a Jeff Gordon just like ripping over the hill. Like that would be so cool. You know, Cletus was making that truck street legal. Yeah. 
He had I can't remember if he had the turn signals like installed yet, but he was he had road tires <laughs> on it, I think. He was Yeah, that's awesome. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um I think if you could get some pretty big names in international motorsport to come over and just give it a try. We've seen a couple people try it w- once in a while. But kind of and then they go and they talk and they talk about it and then you know, increases NASCAR's public of opinion. Yeah. You know, because there are NASCAR fans in Europe. Yeah. They have the NASCAR Euro Series, which is actually very good racing. Yeah. If you've never watched the NASCAR Euro Series, I recommend going and check it out. I haven't. Do they do street races or do they do They do uh, more road courses. They do road, road courses. courses. Yep. Ovals are only really prevalent in America. Yeah, they don't have ovals over there. I know. I didn't but, know if they did more street circus or street circus. No, mostly uh, mostly road courses, and it's yeah. great racing. the The cars are technically uh, a stock car, but they're more akin to they're more close to like a GT kind of racing. Yeah. Than like a NASCAR car, they're much yeah. lighter. They're still very heavy by those standards of what they race in Europe. But it's great racing. I would thoroughly recommend you checking it out. Um, they have a couple ringers over there, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they got S- Loris Hesemans that has been running occasionally in the Cup Series. Yeah, it just smokes everybody. In That's Europe. cool. Yeah, he's really good. Um, so of course there are some names on this list that I would love to see. Of course, the biggest one is probably Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, you know, he he runs the three for Dale, like in Formula One. And, yeah, uh, he's probably come nearing the end of his career. He's always really like NASCAR. Um, I could see him giving it a shot. I could see Kimi Raikkonen, who's ran truck starts before, giving yeah. it a shot. I could see various different people giving it a shot, you know. I would say probably not during, like, while they're in the prime of their career. Like, yeah. I don't think Daniel Ricciardo is going to leave you're gonna McLaren. See Max. You're not going to see yeah, Max. You're not going to see Max Verstappen right now. No. Yeah. I think it's going to be somebody that's retired as of recently that would like to just have a one-off as just something fun to try. It'd be cool to see uh, Ambrose back for a race. Marcus Ambrose. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, bring his Vegemite some of those, Some of those Australian, like, supercars dudes. They're good. They are ridiculous. Australian supercars awesome. They could be very good in NASCAR. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see it. I'd lo- if it was up to me, I'd like to see <laughs> NASCAR, as we know it, be referred to as NASCAR America because there's so many NASCAR series all over the world. <laughs> that yeah. That would be awesome. I'd love to see, you know that thing where it's like, it's just like the flags and all of them are American. I'd love to see like just a race occasionally where there's like an Australian flag, an English flag. Just yeah, just seeing how it goes. Yeah, you know, just seeing. I'd like to see Fernando Alonso. I mean, right now, literally, if Daniel Suarez wasn't in the field, then the flags would be yep. irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we have a Canadian. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to see like a Fernando Alonso after he retires. Yeah. Just somebody like that coming in and give it a shot. Yeah. That would be really cool. That will be a cool car to see run. They haven't announced details on that. Um, We will be on top of that as soon as that happens. That will be cool to see who their first driver and what their first track is. I would assume it's going to be a road course, but we'll see what happens. This weekend, though, if you are in the western North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, if you're in that area, we want you to come out this Saturday, Hickory Motor Speedway, Southeast Super Trucks are going to take on the world's most famous short track. We're going to have Super Truck um, features with a limited late model feature, Bandolero, Legends, Vintage, and Vintage Outlaws. It's going to be a great time. This is going to be the third installment of the 22 Southeast Super Truck season. Um, right now, DJ Knipe and TJ Lawless tied for the points lead in the Super Trucks. 
with Joey Braun and John Gallman tied in the limited late models. Gates are going to be open at 4 o'clock, qualifying at 4.45, and the race starts at 7 o'clock. It's going to be a night you don't want to miss. I've wanted to see this series at Hickory for a little while. And Turnpike, you're going to be over the speakers in the stadium, are you I not? I will be helping commentate the race this week, yeah. That'll be awesome. So I was supposed to be doing it the last couple of weeks, but I was out of town. So yeah. I will be here for this one. So if you uh, are in town, come by and sw- swing by and say hi. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be up in the booth as well doing the scoring, it sounds like, this week. But we will be more than happy to come. Shake your hand. Meet you. Be a great time. We'll be sure to post about it on the Instagram throughout the day. Seriously, though, Southeast Soup Trucks do not disappoint. It's always a good time. And there, if you go to a weekly race, you're going to see a limited late model class. Or you're going to see a super truck class. But you're not going to see late models, super trucks, bandoleros, legends, and then a vintage series. That that all does not happen at one night at a weekly event. So we hope that you come in and show up. It's going to be a great time. I believe tickets are $15 for adults. I think 12 and under free. Pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. 99% sure that's correct, though. It's going to be a great time if you are on the northern end of the country the wheel and modifieds are going to be at jennerstown speedway this weekend that's another race that you can check out but we always want to remind you to support your local short tracks they are the lifeblood of this country and hopefully one day they are going to have the all-star race Woo! Yeah. anywhere but texas yeah yeah for real Anywhere but Texas. But I think that's going to be it today. I think that will be too. Be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. We post the worst content um, every once in a while. Yeah. So uh, Right Sides Pod on Twitter. Right, right Sides up. Only on Instagram. I am on Twitter at Turnpike underscore. And I'm on Twitter at RSL underscore green. And this has been another episode of Right Sides World's oh, Worst. I'm sorry. Rights. The world's right worst podcast. If you had an IQ that was higher than our race rating, this wouldn't be so difficult to end an episode. Nine. Yeah. That means no in German. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for tuning in. We'll see y'all next week. Or or don't. Uh, We might not be here. We could die. Wow. Them drivers in Hickory, man. I'll tell you what. We're not even talking about the racers. We're talking about traffic. We're talking about, okay, if you leave Hickory and you go back towards, like, the Sheets gas station, I have never been through there without seeing at least three police officers. Yeah. It's a little sketch. It's a little sketchy. But it's a good Anyway, time. signing off for now. See you next week. This has been Right Sides Only, where if you ain't right, you get sent to Texas Motor Speedway. Boogity, 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 boogity. Amen. Yeah.